Hey, you're listening to that witchy stuff, and I'm your host, Celeste. Uh, so um, today we're going to talk about some uh, listener questions, um, a few a few topics, nothing too broad. I still, you know, we'll still be at about 30 minutes, but um, a few subjects that we can talk about. Uh, but before we talk about that, I wanted to talk a little bit about the rest of the world right now. Um, I don't know if you guys are, are feeling this, um, sort of like a, a feeling like something is coming, something's about to happen. Um, I think a lot of us have been feeling this way for some time. Uh, but lately, it seems like there have been more and more and more things happening in the world that um, are really just, they're just negative and bad and, and scary. I mean, we're talking everything from very clear evidence of the impacts of climate change happening right now, like uh, droughts. But in Italy, there the river Po is um, dried up in places. Um, like, and I don't mean like down to a trickle. I mean completely dried up. Um, in Sydney, there are there's like catastrophic flooding going on, and I mean this kind of stuff is happening around the world. It has been for the last few years, um, and and that's scary to me. And then locally for me um in the u.s we have the supreme court doing all kinds of of things that um are concerning to a lot of people you know i don't know if you guys know it but i'm i'm pretty liberal like my my political stance is pretty liberal sort of moderately liberal um you know i I see some validity to both sides of certain arguments and whatever, but one thing that I stand firm on is the right to choose whether or not I should have a baby or, you know, my uh, child who has a uterus, whether or not they should have a baby. Um, and Roe versus Wade was recently overturned by the Supreme Court. And what that does, if you're not from the US, uh, that federally gives a, everyone the right federally at a federal level to um, have access to an abortion. Um, what they did by overturning it was um, return that legislation to the states. So every state can say whether or not it's legal. Um, if you live in a state like California or New York, or, you know, I mean, lots of these other very democratic states, it's not concerning necessarily to you. Um, I live in Atlanta. We're very much a part of the South and the South is very much um, very conservative as a whole. My local area is pretty liberal, but, um, my state as, as a whole is, is conservative. Um, so, and, but the thing is, it's not just about abortion. I mean, I, I can't even get pregnant again. Um, it's, 
it goes a lot further than that. Um, lots of things that were laws that, well, maybe not, I don't know. I don't do well with like government, the different parts of it or whatever, but um, lots of things that were determined based on Roe versus Wade are now being scrutinized by the Supreme Court as being erroneous. Um, things like LGBTQ rights or, um, you know, privacy in the bedroom, um, just to name a couple of them. In addition to that, and the reason that I brought this up, um, they have begun to um, sort of roll back some of the precedents that were decided about the separation of church and state. So um, things like there have been um, a couple of different things where, uh, the, let's see, there was a football coach that uh, they decided or they ruled that he is um, within his rights to pray in the middle of the football field after a football game um, with his team, even though team members were complaining that, you know, to their, to their parents and to the school that they felt pressured to, to join, even though that, that was not their religion. And I mean, he's not doing like some vague prayer that would sort of encompass everything. It's a very Christian, very, very Christian prayer. So um, the Supreme Court said that he is allowed to do that. Um, and then there, there was something else and I can't remember what it, what it was, but basically the separation of church and state is being eroded right now. And as a witch, I just, uh, gosh, I hate to be so negative. It worries me because there may come a time in the very near future that being a witch is illegal or um, even if it's not illegal, you know, I mean, it could be that there are, uh, we are no longer protected under laws that will um, define what is allowed and what is not allowed. So what I'm saying is like, if there was um, a lot of uh, hate crimes, um, you know, we've moved, we've moved on from a lot of that. And obviously it still happens a lot in the United States. I mean, I don't know about all of the rest of the places, but it still happens a lot, but it was getting better. And gosh, now it just seems like there's just so much guys. And honestly, I'm, I'm legitimately worried about what the future in in this country is going to be like um i mean when you're oh and there was also something about um they uh i don't remember the details but something about um one of the native american um nations they they basically disregard their sovereignty or something. I don't, I don't remember. You can look it up if you're interested, but I mean, so rights are being taken away from women, rights are being taken away from, or have the potential to be taken away from 
um, gay men and women and transgendered and otherwise queer um, rights are being taken away from Native Americans. Um, I mean, I just, you know, what's next? And meanwhile, th the world climate change is on the brink of disaster. The global economy is on the brink of disaster. I don't know, guys. I'm feeling a little stressed and um, it's a little, it's a little, it's a little scary, really, honestly. So, um, okay, well, that's about eight and a half minutes of gloom and doom. So how are you today? Today is July 5th. Uh, so yesterday was um, Independence Day in America. Um, I didn't celebrate shit. Um, I just don't feel like there's, I don't feel like I have much to celebrate right now. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, that's definitely weighing on my mind a lot. Um, but what we're going to talk about today is a few listener questions. Um, and you know what, before I go on, I need uh, any more questions, guys. I know y'all are listening. Like, you, you know, I, I can see the numbers, right? And I uh, am running out of ideas here. So I need questions, <laughs> please, for the love of everything unholy, please um, ask me something because I'm like scraping the bottom of the barrel. Um, yeah, anyway, so uh, one, one of my friends asked, um, they asked about shadow work and dealing with your shadow self. So that's a tough one to answer. Um, you know, what you're doing with shadow work is essentially you are trying to understand why you feel the way you feel, why you do the things you do in the way that you do them, why you react to things the way you react. Like for me, I know that all of this global stuff that, that I was talking about and the, the political stuff in the United States it really stresses me out because it makes me, is something that I don't have any kind of control over. And when I don't have any kind of control over something, it's really, it gives me a lot of anxiety because <clears throat> like I can't fix it. Or, you know, if I just do this, then this bad thing's not gonna happen. Like it's, it's completely out of my control. So, um, but the question, the, the hard part of the question is how do you deal with your shadow self. For me, I mean, honestly, that's a question for a therapist, in my opinion. You know, like shadow work is not necessarily something witchy. It's a term we use, a, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a term we use a lot in the witchcraft community because it's important that we understand our motivations for things and you know, one aspect of witchcraft is frequently uh, bettering yourself, um, your, uh, not your, not your, like, physical self, bettering your, your mental self, um, so that's commonly, that comes up a lot, um, for me, <clears throat> the way that, uh, the way that I, work on my shadow self and deal with my shadow self is 
naming and accepting. So I name what I'm feeling. And, you know, I try to understand where that came from. But it, it, if I can't do anything else, I, I at least identify exactly what it is that I'm feeling. Because sometimes that's hard. You know, maybe I just feel negative, but I don't understand if I'm feeling um, shame or guilt or anger or fear. You know, those are all different things, but they're all sort of in that negative um, umbrella of emotions. Um, and, you know, a lot of times they, they, they're intertwined, you know, you feel anger, but the reason that you're feeling anger is because you're feeling shame. And then why are you feeling shame? You know, did your mother shame you as a child? I don't know. Um, I mean, that's what it, that's probably what it would be for me, but, um, so understanding what I'm feeling exactly. And if I can understand why I'm feeling that way. And then um, accepting that this aspect of myself is um, worthy of, of being heard by myself, not necessarily outside of myself, but that voice within myself is worthy of me hearing it, actually hearing it, you know, um, and to me, it's important that we don't say, um, this is my shadow self, as in this is separate from me. This is always at my feet, but it's not part of me. You know what I mean? Um, your shadow self is a part of you. It's like, to say that the dark side of the moon is not a part of the moon it is it's one part of the same whole and and you have the aspect of yourself that you present to the world you have the aspect of yourself that you present to yourself and then you have the aspect of yourself that you try to hide from yourself and from from the rest of the world the problem is it doesn't want to be hidden it comes out so to me the only way to deal with my shadow self is to incorporate it into who I, you know, who I am as a whole. Not, not that I have to present that to, to the world, you know, but at least I need to see myself. Um, so yeah, uh, naming and accepting. Um, all right, uh, uh, someone asked about um, buying spells. You don't need to buy spells. Um, you can, if you want to buy someone's, you know, prosperity spell or love spell or, or whatever it is that they're selling, you absolutely can do that, but you don't need to. Um, if personally, I don't know exactly what that person might have done. So that, that would, uh, that would be a, a real sticking point for me. Like, I don't think I could do it. Um, and everything that, that they did, I know that I can do. So, you know, I mean, actually, maybe this is a little bit of, of, uh, your shadow self. Sorry, I have hiccups. I'm, I'm really trying not to hiccup. Um, but, uh, you know, why do you feel like you're not powerful enough? Because, you know, you are, right? You, actually are 
um, because like witchcraft isn't something that is for a few, you know, I mean, there, there are going to be people who are more talented than others, but in my opinion, a lot of that comes down to, um, believing in yourself, you know, like believing in your abilities and things like that. And sometimes it, it just takes, you know, doing, doing the work, you know, doing the spells that fail and doing the spell spells, doing the spells that, um, you know, nothing happens whatsoever. Doing the, the spells where something happens, but it was something, you know, it was just a small and minor spell. That's all fine. You know, you have to build up your kind of like, uh, your flavor, you know, I mean, if you just have like rice, plain rice and it doesn't have any kind of seasoning nothing it's just white rice is is pretty um I mean it's nutritional you know it it has a power but it's not you know exciting so if you add just salt to it I mean that's a little bit better okay but then if you keep adding different spices and seasonings and you know um aromatics and and whatever else to it um it becomes a lot more so sometimes witchcraft is just a matter of of adding the different things in meaning uh experience you know uh, i've done this spell i've done that spell (laughs) whatever i I hope that i'm getting what i'm trying to say i hope i'm getting that across i don't feel like i am but it's sometimes it's just a matter of like having done enough that you see that you are powerful and you are able to access magic and use it. Um, So you don't have to buy spells. You can do them yourself. Um, But, you know, I mean, the flip side of that is um, selling spells. If you want to sell spells, do it. If you want to if you want to um, give tarot readings for free, do it. If you want to charge people $40 or $50 for a tarot reading, do it. You know, I mean, there is no rule. And like some people will say you shouldn't make money off of witchcraft. Well, that's bullshit. You should make money off of whatever you want to make money off of. If you want to make money off of selling your body, do it. If you want to make money off of selling your magic, do it. <laughs> do what makes you happy. God, I'm so sick of all these people and all their stupid rules. Um, <laughs> yeah, the cat is too. She also laid on my notebook where I have my notes. Um, so what was next? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think what I had written down next was um, uh, how do you deal with... Um, how do you deal with it when there is magic that is run amok, basically? You know, you've done a spell, uh, you see things starting to happen, and it is not the result that you intended, and you want to stop it. Um, I think I talked about this a little bit on one episode. Um, so you have put this magic out there, you don't, you don't like what it's doing, and you want to make it stop. Well, the magic is 
you are still in control of the magic. So you, um, you are able to do that. Now you have a couple of options. You can do a counter spell. Um, sort of like you see something going sideways. So you do another spell to, to nudge that back along in the right way. And I mean, that can be effective, but in my opinion, it's better if you can let the magic fall flat, if you can dissipate it somehow. Um, and there, there are lots of ways to do that. You can imagine your, your magic in um, the magic that you have already put out there. You can sort of um, envision that uh, coming into a bowl of water and then um, maybe uh, pouring the water down the drain and watching it, watching it go down the drain, you know, and now you're dissipating the magic. Um, trying to think of some other things you can you can uh try to connect to the magic that you put out there and then like roll a ball gently and let it stop and that is is you taking uh control of your magic and slowing it down and, and letting it stop it's really you know i mean all of this is is just a way for you to focus your energy onto what you've already put out there and and then doing something with it whether it's just you know letting it drop or um letting it just spread out until it's nothing either either kind of situation um will work you can also in that same way, instead of doing another spell, in that same way, you can sort of uh, refocus the magic that you put out there. But I don't know, it starts to get tricky there. Um, and really, I would almost always go for the letting it fall flat kind of thing, because I think an analogy I used before was if you have a ping pong ball that's shooting around a room, ricocheting off of everything, if you add more ping pong balls to the room, is not necessarily going to stop the first ping pong ball. It's, it may just be a bunch of ping pong balls ricocheting around a room. Um, whereas if you were to say, um, magically make the air more, you know, thick to slow the first, the, the original ping pong ball, to slow it down so that it falls and its energy is spent, then you don't have all these other ping pong balls ricocheting everywhere to worry about. Um, another uh, aspect of that is um, for spells that have been done to you, um, you can use uh, like a mirror shield or any type of shielding, any type of mirror. Shielding will uh, just prevent it from hitting you. A mirror will reflect it back at the person who did it to you. Um, and I'll touch on that a little bit more in a second, um, but I'm going to back up because I actually did have something in between these two things, in between buying spells and 
stopping a spell. I had familiars, which is kind of funny considering considering that my cat was laying on my notebook at that time. But people uh, a lot of times will say, will ask, you know, like, is this pet of mine my familiar? Or how do I get a familiar? Things like that. Um, Familiars, from my understanding, familiars are not pets. Like you can have the absolute best dog ever and this dog is a part of your everyday life by your side come hell or high water but that doesn't necessarily make the dog your familiar um traditionally speaking a familiar is not even the animal you perceive it to be it's a spirit that or an entity that has taken the form of an animal and their purpose is to um, to help you, mostly I think to protect you um, magically, to protect you from magic, uh, with magic, things like that. Um, warn you of things that you need to be aware of, stuff like that. Um, but it, in my opinion, kind of goes along with like, um broomsticks and you know um light shooting from our hands when we work magic you know like I I feel like there may have been some basis for the the mythology of it you know like some aspect of of something that that was real and legitimate but I don't think it's what we think it is. You know, I mean, maybe a familiar is just an external manifestation of our own, you know, intuition. I don't know. But I do know people tend to scoff a little bit if you're like, oh, this is my cat. She's my familiar. You know, um, so believe what you want just be prepared that you there may be um there may be some judgment coming towards you for it um i don't i don't care do what you want i'm just telling you um okay so uh i did want to talk a little bit more about shielding specifically so shielding has a it has a lot of, of uses outside of, you know, um, preventing a spell from backfiring on you or, or, you know, somebody has done a spell at you and you're preventing it from affecting you. Um, I don't know how many of you are empaths. A lot of us are, like, it tends to be one of those sort of, uh, common um traits among the witchy community um but if you have a tendency to go into a room and you feel the energy in the room without having like without someone being like oh yeah bob and sally were just in a huge fight right before you got here um if you can feel that without someone telling you why you may be an empath 
or if you just tend to automatically know what kind of mood a person is in, you know, like if they're in a good mood or a bad mood and not just is it's not just basing it on oh well their face looks grumpy or their body language is shut off or something like that you know it's it's beyond that um everybody well you know unless you have some pretty uh serious personality disorders everyone has some level some level of empathy um so you know you can think about like if someone's pet dies and you you know how bad that would make you feel whether or not you've ever experienced it um whether or not you even have ever had a pet like if you're just able to understand how bad that would make you feel then that's empathy um Well, okay, I guess technically, if you've never actually experienced it, it's only sympathy, but it doesn't matter. I'm not going to split hairs over semantics. Um, but if you're able to imagine how someone else is feeling, that's empathy. Now, when we're talking about being an empath, that means that you know that my cat recently died and I'm sad about my cat today without me ever saying that I'm sad. And it's not necessarily that you know why I'm sad, but just that you uh, you know that um, I'm sad. And it may not even be something where you are, um, where you're like really very conscious of, of, of what you're picking up, you know? Um, most of the time, people who are empaths, they will, absorb that energy like sort of um as their own you know like um did you ever have you ever gotten a headache when someone else in the room with you had a headache um I don't know if other people actually do that that may just that may not be very common I may just be a weirdo <laughs> and it could all be psychosomatic um but uh what where was it going oh yeah that's that's a kind of empathy though you know like um or if you're with someone and 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 they're tired and now you're tired um that is uh that's that's kind of what i'm talking about it doesn't it, it doesn't hurt you when the energy that you're absorbing or picking up or whatever is good and happy energy that's great right the problem is as uh as as people we tend to have a lot more negative feelings than we do positive feelings um and that's okay and there's lots of you know there's lots of reasons for that like scientific reasons like evolutionary reason reasons and things like that um but you know, I deal with enough of my own negativity. I don't really want to feel everyone else's negativity too. So it becomes important to learn how to shield yourself. Um, and even not, not even just feeling negativity, it may be feeling a, a huge responsibility that you need to help everyone. 
um, you know, that you need to magically help everyone. Um, and let me tell you, that is, uh, that gets exhausting to try to magically help the world. <laughs> um, that would require a lot of energy. So, um, so you've got to learn how to shield yourself. Um, you have to learn how to identify what feelings belong to you and what feelings may belong to other people. And let those other people have their feelings. You don't need to have their feelings for them. Um, and one of the ways that you can do that, do that is by learning how to shield yourself. Um, it's most helpful to me if I shield myself when I'm in public, but it can also be necessary even when I'm not out and about, you know, I mean, like I'm at home and I'm, you know, I'm watching the news. Well, you know, I already told you guys a little bit about what I'm feeling about all that stuff lately. So, you know, I have to be able to learn how to hear the news without absorbing all that negativity into myself. Um, one of the best ways that I know to learn how to shield is to imagine yourself uh, surrounded by um, some sort of uh, barrier. Um, you may want to think of it as like an impenetrable bubble or as like a mirror, but maybe like the two-way glass kind of mirror where you can see out, but nobody can see in. Um, or that you are being, you know, uh, surrounded by some um, physical force. For me, a lot of times, you know, roses feel magical to me and my sort of um, automatic shield is, <clears throat> excuse me, is um, to imagine that, you know, um, roses, rose bushes have encircled me in like a sphere or a bubble or something like that. And, you know, I'm soft and comfortable and safe on the inside, but on the outside is this, you know, tangle of, of these, these uh, canes and thorns and leaves and of course there's pretty roses too because <laughs> you know it has got to be pretty um but that um allows me to feel uh separate from from um everyone else and it allows me to feel like uh if anything was to come at me and try to get through that um the thorns and the and the canes and all that stuff would would stop it. Um, um, what was I gonna say? Uh, shoot. Um, other people may think of it as like, um, you know, they used to in um, maybe ancient Greece. Uh, the the warriors would have um when when arrows were coming at them um they would all get together and hold their shields up over themselves so that it formed like a dome um to protect them because you're one shield by yourself 
wasn't necessarily enough to protect you you know from all angles or anything it was fine to protect against a sword but when you've got like a volley of arrows coming at you it wasn't enough so uh they would group together and put their their shields up and protect each other um so you can imagine like um you know all these shields around you like actual shields you can use your your community of people um to sort of uh supplement your own magical energy um and then uh with all of your energy combined create a shield just depends on what you're doing and what you need but i would definitely work on um just general shielding um and in fact that's what our exercise for this week is going to be <clears throat> um figure out what imagery you can use to practice shielding um in addition to that think of uh sort of a um we'll just call it a magic word and when you say this magic word you have um when you say this magic word your shields um are activated and you need to do it enough say in the magic word or it can also be like a particular body motion like if you were going to put two fingers to your temple um or i don't know stick your pinky in your right ear whatever it is um when you do this when you practice your shielding also make this motion or say these you know say the words or whatever uh because when it comes to a point where you need to activate your shielding quickly like if my phone lights up and it shows my mom is calling me i need my shields up fast i don't have time at that point to ground and center and meditate and gather my strength and my my you know powers and tap into the universe and i don't have time for that then i need my shields up right now um I'm also probably not going to answer the phone. But that's not the point. I still need those shields up right now. Um, so for me, like, uh, I think shields up, like literally that's what it is for me. And that happened um, just very organically. I didn't intend to, to use that as, you know, like my magic word. Um, I had a particular motion that, that I would, that I would use. Um, and it just morphed into just shields up and that's all I need to think. And then, and then my shields are up. Uh, so yeah, practice that um, for, to start with, you may need to, um, you know, start off with some grounding and centering and tapping into the universe and filling yourself with that universe light, you know, and then expanding that light outside of yourself into a bubble. It doesn't have to be a bubble, by the way. It can be like um, a wall. It doesn't have to be round. It doesn't have to, it can be square, you know. Um, none of that matters. What matters is that when you are 
envisioning this, that you feel, excuse me, that you feel um, completely protected. And then uh, I would like for you to put that into practice um, in the real world, you know, whether it's maybe like when you go to the grocery store. Um, one of the things that I do at the grocery store is um, I use headphones and it literally blocks people out. You know what I mean? So if you find that you are struggling to, um, to feel like it's working, try that. Try listening to music in headphones uh, while you are out in public. Um, and the purpose is to sort of detach yourself from, uh, from the rest of them. Still be aware of your surroundings, be safe, but that you're not overly concerned with what other people are doing, as long as it's not um, affecting you. So, uh, so yeah, practice shielding. Um, send me some questions, please, guys. Oh my God, please. <laughs> like really. <laughs> I don't know if it's just everything that's been going on like in the world and in my personal life and you know work is always work um but I just don't know I'm I'm running out of things to talk about I didn't really think that could happen but it it has so um I feel like I'm begging I am I'm begging you please oh my god please give me some ideas um, <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, you can find us on Twitter at stuff underscore witchy. Uh, we're still on the Facebook group. Don't forget, you've got that whole community there um, to, to help um, or to get to know. A lot of us struggle with not having um, anyone nearby, you know, any witchy people nearby. And it can help a lot if you have... Um, sort of a home place online. Even if it's not my group, you know, I mean, just any any group, you can find a place online. So yeah, all right, um, that's it. Maybe by the next time I do an episode, I will be um, past this gloom and doom uh, phase that I'm in. But until then, um, I will talk to you guys later. Bye. <laughs>